And I guess the uh, big announcement that was made yesterday um, was not just the fact that our premier is not getting his haircut anytime soon, but was the introduction of the math curriculum. And when we talk about the uh, math curriculum, it's interesting because I think some people are going to view this as amazing and other people will view it as kind of odd. It was announced yesterday, Stephen Lecce, the premier, took their time in a presser and they announced that um, kids in elementary school, grades one through eight, will have a new math curriculum and includes not only back to basics math, but financial literacy. And I think financial literacy is something that's extremely important. We talk about it a lot on the program. That's why I would like to welcome into the program our financial, uh, personal financial expert here at 640 Toronto, Rabina Ahmed Hawk. Rabina, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Kelly. Okay, first of all, I know you have kids. Are they in elementary school? They are going to be affected by this right away because my daughter's going into grade three next year. My son's going into SK. So starting in grade one, this new curriculum is going to be um, is, is going to be taught to him. I, I got to say, I'm pretty happy about the fact that there's a financial literacy component in there. Um, but, you know, you kind of alluded to it in the beginning uh, with the introduction. The timing just seems really weird that they would announce this at this time. And, and in fact, this has already been announced last year. This is not really new news. It's just them reminding parents that this is going to be starting in September. Right. And the fact that they now have rolled it out and given us a a little bit of a look into it. Since you're a personal finance expert, let's go through uh, the financial literacy part of the program, the math curriculum that we know of. Um, It will be for grades one through eight. And I want to start off with some of the examples here. Um, Students are going to learn about in grade one, starting grade one, students will learn about Canadian coins up to 50 cents and bills up to $50. So math now includes a history lesson. Because, Rabina, we're turning into a cashless society. Doesn't that seem a little odd that I remember learning about that in grade one? Yeah, and also because I've been so involved with my daughter's online learning, I've just had a much more intimate sort of contact with what she actually learns day to day. Um, she does learn about coins, and she has been learning about money and, you know, how to separate coins and how to make a a dollar Um So, you know, perhaps they're going to build on that. They're going to make it a little bit more fulsome. Um, There was, when they first announced it last year, that they were going to focus on uh, digital technology, which I hope they continue to do. So as students get older, so getting closer to grade eight, um, helping them not just create a financial plan and, you know, tell them how they can reach their long-term goals, is what they they have indicated, but also uh, explain to them how digital money works, how credit cards work, how, how, you know, tap and pay works, how easy it is to get into debt. But come on, how dumb do we think our kids are? They learn all the time like sponges. I mean, watching us with the tap and pay. I mean, what are you not, not talking to your kids and they're not asking questions anymore? I'm sorry. I don't know if, if, if things have changed since I was a kid, but I was nonstop hitting my parents with all kinds of questions all the time. It must have been absolutely exhausting. And now I know why they don't like me very much. <laughs> Well, I think that, you know, you probably grew up in a house where your parents were really open to talking about money. I grew up in a similar kind of house where we learned about money from a very young age, probably why I do what I do today, um, that, you know, and we also knew big things like how much our house cost and how much the bills yeah. were and how much my dad made, you know, things that sometimes. Yeah, no, I grew up in the opposite. 
<laughs> the opposite. But I always ask questions. Like I wouldn't have known what a tap and pay was because I'm physically watching that go down and I would ask questions about that. But we were not privy to how much dad makes, how much the hot house costs. So I think you're onto something there. There's a lot of kids. I think you're an anomaly. Most kids don't know those things. Most parents don't like to share those things. I think there's the idea that um, why make your kid grow up too soon? And if they learn about money, they're going to grow up too soon. And I think that's the wrong way to look at things because I think then they'll they'll grow up with a healthy um, ability to understand finances and not be frightened of it. I think that's where people get, you know, there are people that fear opening up their bills. Yeah, no, I know. And there's people that think that if they don't open them up, that somehow they'll magically go away. Right. Um, and some and many people who already are in debt and then don't realize that, you know, if they go and get a, a consolidated loan, so they go and get a loan at a lower rate and then pay that debt off, that all of a sudden they're debt-free. No, they're not. They still have a loan that they have to pay. It just happens to be at a lower interest rate. So there's all these ways that, uh, you know, complicated uh, methods that banks have come up with to get people in debt, uh, whether it be a line of credit, whether it be a credit card, whether it, whether it be um, a, a loan for a car, anything. Um, and mm-hmm. we have not given the tools to young people in, to manage those. Um, you know, we talk a lot about credit cards on campus. The first week that you're on a university campus or a college campus, you're inundated with uh, credit card companies trying to get you to sign up because now you're 18 and you can sign up for a credit card. So, And really- if I can just interject, one of the big selling points when I was in university for the credit card was the fact they'd give you a free bucket hat. Yeah, or I kid you not. So they give you a piece of swag and you go, all right, well, I'll sign up for your credit card because I kind of need a bucket hat. And then you just have this credit card that you don't even first of all, you're not thinking of using it. And then you realize, well, I got some free money here. That's how you look at it when you're a kid. So, I, I mean, I hear what you're saying. And I think I mean, what I'm looking at here with the curriculum, because I've got a bit of a breakdown here. Um, it's limited. But uh, it looks like students will start to identify various methods of payments, estimate uh, and calculate the cost of items starting grade four, going all the way through um, to grade eight, where at the end of the day, you will be able to create a financial plan and how to reach long term goals, accounting for income, expenses, tax implications. So I think everything you're talking about is going to be there from grade four to eight. But Rabina. There's a lot of different people that I've been hearing talking about this uh, lately, experts, and they feel that financial literacy is something other than math. What do you say is a financial expert? Well, there, it's also psychology, right? It's like teaching young people about why it's important to have that, have that a feeling that you can, you can delay gratification. So if you want an item, why it's important sometimes to go home and think about it. Uh, to go home and say, do I really need it? So to teach that kind of uh, restraint as well, it's not just about the dollars and the cents and how much things cost and how long it's going to take you to pay your mortgage off and how long it's going to take you if you get into X amount of debt and, and how to do your taxes. It's, it's about teaching the ability to go out into the world and not overspend just because the marketing is saying this is a must-have item or just because all of a sudden this is on sale, you need to buy all of them. It's also about teaching that, and that's something that you have to start start at a very young age where, you know, not letting your kids just grab whatever they want off the shelf, teaching them that if you want to get something, you can get one treat. And then next time you come back, maybe you can get another one, but you can't get them all at once. So when you, when, you know, I see parents sometimes give their kids everything and really what they're setting them up for is ultimate failure because when they get older, if they can't make that salary to get everything, then they're going to go into debt to continue to feel that they can get all the stuff that they, they, they feel that they need. Which leads me to my next question for you. Does this belong in a math class or should this be taught at home? I mean, 
No, I think what are your thoughts on this? I absolutely think financial literacy should be taught in the schools. It's one of the things that I think um, I'm, I'm quite happy that they're focusing on that. I don't know whether they're doing anything new because, like I used that example, I feel like kids already are getting some financial literacy uh, courses um, in, in, their, in their classes, in their math classes, because math is very easy to teach with dollar bills and coins because it's something that kids are already kind of familiar with. Uh, you know, one of the things that I, I heard a while ago was getting great eight students to fill out a tax return, something that, you know, we don't really think about anymore. But you but don't even have use- to, Rabina, because, you know, by the time these kids get to grade eight, and here's my fear, is the CRA is going to fill out our tax returns for us and say, here, here's what we've estimated that you get back based on all the information they already have, because when you do it online, they already have the information. They're plugging in your information for you. It's super simple to do if you download one of those programs. And so, like, we'll be looking at a day when the CRA fills it out for you and says, do you dispute this? So is there even a place for that? But we should understand why we pay the taxes that we do. We should understand what's in our return. We should understand how taxes are calculated. We should understand what our marginal tax rate is. We shouldn't just think that whatever the government calculates for us, we should just accept that and sign it away and because it's easier for us to do. And I know with, you know, all the software programs. Point taken. No, I mean, I'm not stopping you. I'm just saying point taken. It's a good point. (laughs) I thought you said 20 seconds. I'm like, okay. No, no. I'll try to wrap it up. 20 seconds, Ravina, go. (laughs) I can't say much in 20 seconds, but... There is definitely a need for financial literacy. It has to be a it has to be a tandem approach. It has to be at the school, and also parents need to wake up and start teaching their kids a little bit more about money. Start talking a little bit openly about money. Mm-hmm. Don't make money a taboo subject. Uh, you know, answer qu- kids' questions honestly. And when you can't afford to get something, say that I can't afford to buy this for you, and explain why. Rather than saying you can't have it, explain to them why um, it's unaffordable for you. Yeah, but you don't have time because they're already in in meltdown uh, stage number two. (laughs) Well, this is the thing, right? This is parenting is that you have to kind of work through those meltdowns and try to get those lessons in when you can. Taking your kids to the grocery store is one of the most, right now, no, but once the pandemic is over, taking your kids to the grocery store is one of the most excellent ways to teach kids about the economy and how Mm -hmm. to, how to understand how prices work and take them to different grocery stores and explain to them, you know, how marketing works and how some stores will market something for more because people think it's a better quality there and how to, how to navigate your way through the world when you are on your own and how to get the best value for your money. All of that starts at home and all that starts when they're very young. And I would say as young as kindergarten, if not even younger, just get them thinking about the world and how we purchase things in the world rather than just giving them things all the time and them not understanding where it comes from. So uh, the takeaway here for us from your opinion as a financial uh, expert, a a personal finance expert, you're happy with the changes made to the uh, math curriculum with the addition of uh, finance yeah, I'm happy with it, but it's pretty basic what they're telling us. I'd like to actually see it in action, and I'd actually, like, mm-hmm. now that my daughter is going into grade three, I will be able to see it. And so I'd like to actually see what the curriculum is going to be, rather than them just saying, in grade three, students will estimate and calculate change for simple transactions. Well, she's already doing that, so I want to mm-hmm. see what exactly that means. Um, and if she's actually going to apply that in her real life? Is she going to say things that will surprise me when I'm out there shopping with her? Then I'm going to probably will working. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't know if it'll be about finances. (laughs) Rabina, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Thanks, Kelly.